All right. Welcome. Another podcast. What number are we on now, Jeremy? This is uh, episode six. Episode six. I can't believe we've gotten through six of them. Yeah. You know, I it's it's funny, but it it's like you think about doing a podcast and you think to yourself, well, we'll um, try to, you know, start something. But it seems like we have nothing to put up there or anything. I just put us on Spotify. So now you can find our podcast, just the audio version on Spotify. So we're a legit podcast We are now. legit. Yes, the real uh, deal. Yeah, except we didn't pay pay anything for it. Yeah. But, but you know, we're Christians, so. We want yeah. stuff for free. Yeah. Right, exactly. Our salvation is free, <laughs> right. so should everything else. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, um, I would say that we uh we we're a bit at a bit of a loss for exactly what to talk about um this week but we feel compelled because it's six in a row so we better we better put something out that's right can't skip a week right and so the discussion that we had earlier has has been along the lines of and this is a common theme for both of us is to talk about where do we go from here Right. What you know? What are we missing? We we did this long before coronavirus and um, you know uh, isolation and all these different things and having to deal with that and and uh, and so now, um, but now we're we're dealing with it in a different way. Yeah. I I don't know I don't know about you. Well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna let you start um, because I know that this subject is well. First of all, it was the one that you brought up. Um, but it's also something that uh, you've you've thought a little more about than I have recently. Maybe yeah. I don't know if that's true. Okay. I mean, it, it, this has been an ongoing conversation for years, literally years, uh, going back. Um, you and you and I having you know private conversations because one of the things you have to do as a leader is look down the road. Right. Right. You always need to be anticipating. Uh, future challenges and uh, trying to create vision and direction. So this is something that you and I have had many, many conversations about over the years. The conversation just morphs um, depending on the different circumstances that we're facing at a given time. And so this conversation has been reopened again. Um, So I guess what we're trying to do with this podcast a little bit is uh, we're pulling back the curtain a little bit, so to speak. Um, in terms of uh, the conversations we have on a regular basis about what does the future, you know, at Bible Fellowship look like. And I guess what I would want to start with is maybe the most important thing that we could keep in mind. I think we do already, but also everybody who's listening or watching really is a matter of um, we need to be open-minded about what the future looks like. Um Really, what I think happens in um, Christian circles oftentimes is we get comfortable. Um, You know, there are different challenges that are uh, facing churches. Uh, Usually it's the same ones, things like finances. And, uh, you know, a a church decides, you know, we're going to take on a loan so we can buy a building because we feel like this is the next step. But then often what many churches do is they grow complacent, right? They think... Man, that who like whew, we finally made it past the big hurdle. Now we're done, and uh, now we just kind of settle into a groove. And they don't necessarily keep looking forward. They don't necessarily keep dreaming. They don't necessarily keep thinking about what could be. Um, they just focus on what is and try to maintain it as best as they can. And many many churches across North America, they die because they didn't have a future vision, because they weren't willing to adapt, uh, because they were stuck in maintenance mode. So I know that you and I, this is pretty near and dear to our hearts because we talk about it all the time. How does Bible fellowship continue to move forward and not simply, um, you know, ha- have a an existence? We don't want to just exist, right? We want to thrive. Um so I, I guess, you know, one of the things that I would like our listeners to get out of this, hope I'm not getting too far ahead of myself, is really an open-mindedness in terms of change is um, inevitable. Change is inevitable for our lives 
for our church. And I don't necessarily know where this direction is going yet for Bible Fellowship, but we do know that things aren't always going to look the same as they did prior to all this. Um, and so there are things that we're going to continue probably that we've always done, but there's now, also going to be change. Now, we, we had a conversation about this a little bit earlier, and you actually said you you think that things probably won't change much. That's, I, I that's did kind say of that's a fear, true. right? Yeah. Is that, um, is that there's opportunity to, to look at things differently, but human nature is is that we'll slip right back into the same things that we did before. Right. Uh, now, I've said on a couple of occasions in some of my messages more recently, in terms of coronavirus, it's going to change us forever. And so I think both of those things are true. Sure. Because I, I think that it's going to change our mindset and we'll probably be more cautious for a while, but I'm not sure. I, I think you're right that human nature is is that we will slide back into whatever's easiest, and that tends to be our nature. That that's my nature too. Well, we kind of said it already. Um, you know, the fact that we're not paying any money to do this, right? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> because that's the easiest option right, right. now. <laughs> and so, you know, you, when unfortunately the conversation often comes back to money when it comes to yes. churches executing a certain kind of ministry. Um, because most of the time we're looking for what is the cheapest, not always what is the best. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you need to financially invest in whatever you think it is that's going to make your church that much better at reaching people, discipling people, or whatever specific kind of task you're trying to achieve. I mean, I think our church has a healthy balance in this regard so far. Uh, in my experience here, um, you know, I think we're responsible with money, mm -hmm. but I don't think that we sort of, you know, worship at the altar of saving a penny. Right. Um, and, you know, yeah. we're willing to spend if it's the right choice, if it's going to move us forward. So those are the kinds of things we need to keep in mind, like as a body of believers, that what we need to be focused on is the mission, mm -hmm. right? What is it we're trying to achieve? And what are the best avenues to achieve that? One of the things that this, uh, you know, the coronavirus situation has has put on our radar, maybe the biggest thing is the use of technology and the Internet. Um, so, you know, this podcast thing, you and I have been talking for a long time about eh, maybe we should give this a try. Maybe we should do a podcast. Yep. You and I sit around and shoot the, I shouldn't say we sit around it's, and shoot it's the gotta breeze. Be, it's got to be at least a year, though. Yeah, at, well, the idea started more. a long time ago, mm -hmm. and it was kind of one of those, yeah, maybe one day, maybe one day. Mm -hmm. And then because of this situation, it felt like it almost – You see, we've missed all kinds of content, though, because like you said, we sit, we sit in a meeting <laughs> and we get talking, and two hours later, we're like, man, we should have recorded that or something. It's like <laughs> – but I, I'm not sure that's true. Every now I, and then <laughs> we have some good ideas, <laughs> right. but a lot of that probably belongs in the trash bin. <laughs> <Right>. you <know? laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, so from from your vantage point, um, you know, what, what are some of the things that um, God's been showing you through this, uh, as a, like as a leader, leading our church through this change of season, knowing that eventually it's going to end? Like, this is not permanent, right? Eventually mm -hmm. they're going to reopen uh, businesses and churches and stuff like that. So... Do you have a sense of where God's been bringing us as a church, or is that still kind of forming? It's interesting because I think that the um, the the changes that we're seeing in what's going on in our society, um, you you begin I begin to anyway rethink some of the things that I thought we should be doing. So mm. we had a leadership meeting summit that we met together, talked about uh, issues around here, the building. Uh, now, this, now when, this you say, of, when you say we, you're talking... I'm talking about the church. Some of the elders yeah. and deacons and yeah. leaders in the, the church. The leadership right. of the church. And, um, and so, you know, we've talked about some of these issues. Like, we've got to move forward on a few things to do with the physical plant. And, and so I'm trying to bring spiritual leadership to that not necessarily say this is what we should do this is what it looks like but more importantly we've got to step out in faith it might it might cause us to have to 
spend some money, make some investment, maybe right. possibly even borrow money. Um, we're just going to have to move forward because the gospel is important. And we've got, you know, I have a desire to see our church reaching more people with the gospel, with the good news, um, and being a help and an encouragement to as many people as we can be mm. in our community as we walk that path. Um, so, but now in light of the things that are happening here, it, uh, it makes you rethink. And, and for me, the rethinking has been uh, focusing more on, you know, what is my mandate? What's my personal mandate as a pastor? What are the things that I've been uh, distracted with right. through this time? Or, or not through this time now, but, but before this. And, and then coming down to it, having, uh, having the need to be able to communicate with people and to be able to, to, I, I've, I've always, you know, I've always rested in this idea that if I can sit down with somebody and talk to them, that, um, that I can, I can move them forward, that I can change the direction, the course of their, of their life, not, not in a, I don't want to manipulate anybody or anything like that, but I just, I just feel like I feel most confident in that place. And now that's been stripped away. Right. Yeah. So now I'm finding myself having to learn new ways to communicate with people. And, um, and it's caused me to try to be more careful about the things I do communicate because you know, people no longer ha are they a captive audience in this room. Mm. They're in their living rooms. They're driving in their cars. They're doing all manner of different things. There's a lot of other things going on in their lives. Even as we do our live streaming for our whole church, people are chatting in the chat room. Yeah. I mean, it's a very different world. Which we don't mind. No, no. Right? We it's, don't, it's that's not, not a criticism. Th that it's just is different. a criticism. It's different. it's different and it's something that you have to learn to you know to communicate in that in this day and age right. in that medium well even preaching on sunday morning normally i mean i haven't done yet one of our online service preaching yet um but i know from preaching on a regular sunday that it's just different when there's people in the room and you can kind of read the room a little bit you can read the responses and the reaction and now that we're doing our pre-recorded services, and you're you're literally staring into a camera, no faces, <laughs> no response. You know, it, it there's a strange experience that happens there, and it is uh, a little bit of a learning curve. I think you and I both, as we've tried to do different videos and even the podcast and stuff like that, uh, it's kind of a new game for us. Yeah, and um. You know, I if I can go back for a second, actually, you know, you were talking about our mandate is the gospel and that what we want as a church, at least what we should want more than anything, is to reach as many people as we can with the message of Christ. Now, I guess I, that made me think as you were saying that, do we really mean that? <laughs> and the reason I say that, um, you know, one of the things that sometimes people... I've heard this in Sault Ste. Marie. I've grown up in Sault Ste. Marie my whole life. And I, I hear people sometimes say, you know, I, I went to this church and then it started to grow and it got too big for me. And I left mm. and went to a smaller church because I didn't like the big church. Right. Or they visited a church from out of town, a mega church that's got 500 or 1,000 or more people or whatever. And, you know, came back feeling like, man, I sure missed our church, our little community here because there's just way too many people. Yeah. So I wonder, like, my, where my mind is going with this is the sacred cow, yeah. right? Could it be that even here at Bible Fellowship, we've got sacred cows that are keeping us back from truly advancing forward into Sault Ste. Marie to complete the mission that God has given to us? And that could be one of them is simply, well, we don't want this place to get too full because I like being able to sit with people in the cafe that I know. I like... You know, a feeling like people know my name and I'm not just a face in a crowd. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's some sacred cows 
that might exist in our church? Uh, has this has this experience shown any of those things from your perspective? Well, it's it's called religion for a reason. Ah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to get too far I'm off teasing. on that yeah. subject, but um, but it's true. I mean, I think it's just natural for human beings to to say this is you know this is what I did. I did it this way last week. Um, I'm doing, you know, even, even our live services, we have every opportunity to do it any way we want to. We can change it up. We could change the order of it. We can, but you know, we've fallen already like the last three Sundays. Anyway, our services look very similar Two songs, some announcements from you. Uh, I get up, <laughs> preach a sermon. Then we have communion. You come up and lead communion or Jim has come up and led communion and uh away we go a little you know? closing song like, a little closing song then a little time at the zoom cafe right you know we're just the exact same thing yeah we we, we it's for one thing it's easier sure it's also comforting right um, yes that's true and and so we're we're riding a balance of trying to help people feel comfortable to feel like they're a part of something and uh you know so we don't want to just change it up and and make you know the ground shake every week on the same hand right um this medium provides us with a whole bunch of different things we could do you know i i just wish i sometimes wish that i had time to implement all the ideas that i would have sure and you know even it's something that well anyway that's that's something we could talk about as well just engaging more people in the whole process um it's not an you know it's it's not always an easy thing to get that word out there to people but we came up with one today i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it out to everybody if you're listening right now um you know if you have an experience at your home so we're meeting in each other's homes we've got the live services going you're sitting down, you're watching it, you're chatting with a few other people that are on the live stream. And um, as you're doing that, and as your family's sitting there, just pull out your phone, hit video, and record whatever you're doing. Maybe you're doing the communion together, or uh, maybe you're just all sitting there. Just give us 15 seconds, 20 second glimpse into your living room or wherever you're doing this and uh send it to us and you know i mean if it if it's awful we're not going to put it on there anyway yeah. <laughs> but if it's if it's interesting or something like that we're going to put it up there and don't be disappointed if it doesn't make it it doesn't mean that you're not interesting it just means that it didn't fit but um but i i say let's try some different things to I help develop community and we got to we got to get out of our mold or you know out of that uh out of that shell that keeps us from uh, from experiencing all that we can. What's so. funny, too, um, about our, for example, our social media, uh, you know, the Facebook and Instagram from Bible Fellowship, the posts that get the most interaction are the most candid ones. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the ones that we really try and polish them and make them real fancy, people appreciate it. And But if you put a, a, a silly one on there where, you know, um, I've got a picture of you in your office with like three cameras and lights and all this mm -hmm. kind of, you know, and I just snapped it while you were goofing around in there. Everybody seems to love that. <laughs> and so it's kind of the same when it comes to our church services. Like we, we have a pretty polished thing going on for our online streaming services, but we don't want to lose the human element. And we would like to be able to somehow incorporate what's going on in people's homes and families uh, like you say, like, you know, taking a picture. In fact, somebody this week, I won't say who they are in case they don't want me to, but took a picture of their communion and put it on Facebook uh, before the, I think it was before the service started or maybe during the service, mm -hmm. you know, ready for worship or something like that. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Yeah. I'm like, man, we need a little bit more of that. Mm -hmm. I had to laugh, though, when you were saying, you know, maybe some of them we're not going to use. Because I, I did that the very first week we did home church. I, I took a picture of uh, of our my kids like gathered around the computer screen where they're uh -huh. watching their Sunday school video. And I'm like, 
mm, a few of us are still in PJs and, you know, maybe I don't <laughs> want to put this online. Eh, that'll just be one for my record file. You okay. know? <laughs> and, so. and that's the thing. I mean, anybody can post what they want. Sure. Right. Yeah. And that kind of propagates throughout. So um, that, that's fine, too. Uh, I mean, that's, that maybe that's the way you get it to us. Post it and we'll find it we, we might right? ask can this, we steal this yeah. off your facebook yeah, is that exactly. okay um but it's nice yeah i don't know i'm i'm just saying there's just there's there's the 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 opportunities are wide open out there for different ways to engage each other and um you know i'm i'm torn about it yeah because it still isn't the same as much as we try to do that right and i know that's a big concern that we talked about and that we have talked about not only this time but in other times is mm-hmm. is engaging people um in a world where engagement means sharing or liking or friending or all these different things i mean how do we you know bring meaning to but i like you god loves you you know, right. these relationships are intimate and valuable and, and difficult to recreate yes. online. Right. Yes. So th- this is a, a challenge for all of us. Right. And I think um, that that's why this past Sunday on our um, service uh, announcement time, I really challenged people and I like to do it again to be engaged uh, in terms of commenting and things like that. Uh, when you're on the chat feed, let us know you're there. Even if you're one of those people who's mm-hmm. like, I, I'm a, I'm a watcher, not yep. a talker. Yep. Just let us know you're there. We just want to know that you joined us and that that's an encouragement. And you know, when we, I know when I'm on there, when I'm, I, I, I see these names pop up and I don't always get to them. Like I might be chatting with somebody that wanted prayer for something or things like that. But I see the names scroll up and people saying good morning and stuff. And even though, uh, you know, like many of them, I try to get on there and say good morning or say hi, how are you or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but but even though, even if you don't see that response, you put your name in there anyway. Just get get something on there. Say good morning to everybody. Yeah. Um, it feels good doing it. And I love to see it. I just I, I love yeah. to see those names scroll up there and and um, and not not in a it's weird. It's not in a way where I feel like, oh, you know, that means that um, uh, that that they're that they're watching this. You know, we put we put work into it. And so they're watching it. Not in that way. It's it's nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with it's there's a relief there that this person has connected Mm. Um, I think if there's anything that keeps me awake throughout the coronavirus and, and all these things is losing connection with people. Yeah. I mean, I like people and I, I like to connect with them, but even more than that, I know that losing connection is, is devastating to your relationship with Christ. I I don't believe for a second that you can, you know, wander off and be lost because he'll go after the one over the 99. Sure. But, you know, but at the same time, some of the wreckage that people go through as they go through that process of wandering off, I don't, I hate to see that. I hate to see that for them. I hate to see it for uh, their friends and family members. I mean, I just, I, I love to see people that, feel like they can be a part of, feel like they can be engaged. I, I want everybody to feel that way and to have that sense because, um, and, and now, now I'm, I'm way off base, but, That's but the okay. thing is the, 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 the beautiful thing is, is that God, uh, loves every one of us. He's created community for the opportunities that we have to encourage and bless each other. And I know churches have not always been good at that. But what I, what I still believe, I still believe it's just, it's good or bad. Uh, it's like any family, you know, 
it's better to be a part of one that's a little dysfunctional than it is to just not have a family. Not have a family, right? You know, and um, so yeah, I mean that's that's where my heart goes in in this time. I mean, practically speaking, I think what that means for the people of Bible Fellowship is you need to be intentional in terms of trying to stay connected. It's really really easy to drift during this time mm-hmm. uh, to feel like, well, this isn't the same. Um, there's other things I could be doing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to join in at 1030 cause I could watch the service later if I want to, those kinds of things. Um, but like just real practically, you know, we, I cannot tell you how many times over the past, whatever, six weeks or so I've been talking with somebody in the church and, and they didn't know that we were online or they're not getting the emails or their contact information in our database is two or three years out of date and these kinds of things. And it's like one of those, you know, um, it it simultaneously makes you frustrated, but it also makes you sad, you know, because now with this whole scenario, those, we realize how valuable those connections were and like your contact information, how valuable that was to have. Um, so I would just encourage all of the people who are connected, who are seeing the podcasts or the, the services online and those kind of things, reach out mm-hmm. to people that maybe you haven't seen or heard from in a little while, because you'd be surprised how many of those people don't even know that we're doing this. Uh, they, they've kind of lost touch or maybe they do know, but they, uh, didn't bother to sign in or, or the, whatever the case may be. But I feel like, um, it cannot be just me and you type of thing um, responsible to go chasing right. after everyone who's a part of our church or kind of half one foot in, one foot out. I mean, we connect with all kinds of people, yep. many of whom, uh, you know, people in our church know far better than you or I do. Right. We may not even have met some of those people. Um, so this is a collective effort in terms of making sure as many people as possible are staying engaged and connected. And it's just, uh, uh, it, it's, it's necessary, you know, mm-hmm. when you say it keeps you up at night, I know what you mean in terms of when things reopen, what's it going to look like around here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, are we going to be like, wow, we lost a lot of people uh, through this process or who knows? Like it, uh-huh. it's a scary thing to even consider. Right. Um, so well, we, we make and, the best of and, it. And you know, I don't I've never I've never been a kingdom builder. This is Christ's kingdom to build. And kingdom builder, you mean your kingdom. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see it. I mean I I see it that who God brings, he brings and, and who uh wanders away, they there might be reasons for that or whatever. Sure. I, I don't you know, uh so it's not it's not up to me to keep track of uh, how many people showed up or didn't show up or whether this room's going to be half full when this all comes back around or or whatever. I mean, we're right. just here to bless and encourage uh, whoever God brings through our doors and whoever right. he brings to our YouTube channel now. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and uh, on the other hand, I know that it's really exciting to be a part of a community that is thriving, growing. And um, people are excited about what God's doing in their lives. Yeah. And um, they can share that story and encourage others with it. Um, so uh, both of those, like that's, that's very important for the gospel in Sault Ste. Marie. And for that, you know, for people to, to come to know Christ and to see a living, active group of people that love each other and love the Lord is irreplaceable yeah. in terms of trying to communicate the gospel. And most of the people who come to Bible fellowship, those are the kind of comments we get from them is, um, you know, they love that the preaching is focused on the word. It's focused on Christ. They love that the people are so welcoming and friendly. And, you know, those are some of the strengths that we have as a church. Um, mm-hmm. And I, we definitely like we need we need to keep that going mm-hmm. we need to keep those strengths moving forward they make up who we are and i, I believe it's uh, founded on a you know a pretty biblical basis mm-hmm. 
um, the idea of love God and love one another. Right. Like it's really that simple. Yeah. And to the degree that you can, at- uh, you know, attain that as a church, you're a healthier church in the long run, uh, better set up for evangelism. And um, I-, I wonder, one of the things that I wonder coming out of this whole situation is how many non-church going people are going to be a little bit more open-minded about going to church. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it's going to be like mass revival or anything to that effect. That might be, well, God knows, you know, I don't want to limit God in terms of what he wants to do. But I, I, the, the, one of the questions I'm really, really wrestling with is, you know, our mandate, me and you, is mainly Sault Ste. Marie, right? This is where God's planted us. This is where our church is. And those are the people that he's called us to reach. There are a handful, maybe two, three, maybe maybe 4,000-ish evangelical Christians in Sault Ste. Marie. And there's like 75,000 people here, mm-hmm. whatever the numbers exactly are. Point is, there's a massive, massive mission field in this city. Mm-hmm. There's room for growth, hugely. Mm-hmm. So even if a tiny sliver out of the population of our, you know, of our non-believing neighbors are somewhat open-minded or receptive to the gospel, I mean, we could be talking about a huge shift mm-hmm. in our uh, Christian, um, you know, uh, the brethren within our city, so to speak, right. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess one of the things that I really, really is weighing on my heart, two things, is one, just really the need to focus on that through this pandemic and beyond it, mm-hmm. right? That there's a mission, there's a people, we can't get comfortable. We can't be like, well, we made budget this week, so mm-hmm. I guess we're good. It's more like, no, no, my neighbor doesn't have Christ. My, you know, uh, my coworker doesn't have Christ or whatever. And that needs to be a driving force for us to keep pushing the bounds of what we're capable of. And I guess the other one, um, so a focus on the gospel would be one. And a second one is just the desire to do whatever it takes. So there's like a mission, as some people call it, there's a mission and a method, mm-hmm. right? The mission doesn't change, but methods change. Um, do you think that there is a change or is there opportunity for change in terms of the methods that we can be using to reach people for the Christ, uh, you know, for the gospel, for Christ? Well, I think, yeah, um, I guess the short answer is yes, but I think that one thing I would say is that it's really important, even right now, okay, we've got this medium, how hard is it to get somebody to go to church? Uh, sometimes it's really difficult, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you're going to get up on Sunday morning, it's a place, or it's a, it's it, it, you know, you got to drive all the way up to Hiawatha, I've heard right. that so many times uh <laughs> a whole was, 10 15 minutes right? that's that's the that's the perception <laughs> you know but it is it's a perception that people have and right. so it becomes an obstacle yeah um but you know so now now all you have to do is you have to click a link you have to open up a a web browser and click on a, a link or type in a link and you're there and th- that's a great introduction and i would i would do it now like that's one of the fallacies in our minds. It's like, well, if we just get through this, right? And I know that's not what you're saying, but mm-hmm. but if we just get through this, then, you know, yeah, we might uh, be able to reach out to our neighbors. I'm I'm ready to go. I can't wait. Can't wait till till we can start evangelizing again. Well, mm. it, like right now is the time. This is the time because I'll tell you what, it's going to be summertime. 2 weeks after they lift this ban or whatever right. it is you know or or they start going people start going back to normal i don't know how that works it's probably going to come in phases or whatever right. but as soon as that gets rolling i mean people are going to forget about this and they're going to leave their masks at home okay mm-hmm. and they're probably not going to wash their hands anymore and they're just going to go about business and they're going to forget how they felt when they were isolated they're mm-hmm. going to forget about these things so now is the time like right now mm. is the time. We'll be going camping. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's in the middle of summer. Yeah. And, and there's like, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But 
it's you know it's going to be difficult it's going to be more difficult mm -hmm. and and not only that but you're you have a built-in i hate to say this but we're all human we all do this i do it too but you have a built-in excuse how mm -hmm. easy is it to say well i'm not going to that church because well you know i could get something like you're not thinking about it when you're going to you know, wherever you're going out to eat and you're sitting right next to other people in the restaurant. Right. Cause uh, people are going to go back to that, but going to church, that's a bit too much. Right. <laughs> All those people, All those people singing, mm -hmm. who knows what's floating around. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so I just think it's going to be a built in excuse mm. that people are going to use for a while to, so it might, it may take churches a long time yes. to overcome that stigma of being a place where, you know, germs gather, because that's exactly what people are going to have in their minds. Sure. Um, now, is it true? Well, you know, sometimes I feel that way in the wintertime around here. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> we need to open some windows. Do I, yeah, I mean, somebody just <laughs> hacked into their hand and then stuck it out and said, here, shake my hand. I'm like, oh, boy, mm -hmm. where's the where's the nearest wash station? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, I just say that, say all that to say, we've got to do it now. Like mm -hmm. we've got to take advantage of, and, and we need to be creative. You need to be creative. I've been thinking about this stuff for too long. I'm getting tired of thinking about it. I don't know if that's, should I say that? I don't know. Well, but I am getting weary of thinking of different ways to reach people or, or to connect with them or to, um, you know, just make the, these kinds of like the podcast to be uh, meaningful and, and encouraging. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there are, we have as many different ideas as we have people in our church. Sure. And the gospel, you are the messengers exactly. of that, of that gospel. And maybe that's the key point really is that when the Bible says, you know, you are ambassadors for Christ, that is not talking to pastors. No. It's not talking to missionaries who go across the sea somewhere. It's talking to every believer. Yep. And so you are an ambassador, and it's it's each of our responsibilities to find ways to be that ambassador in our daily lives mm -hmm. for Christ, whether that's at work, whether that's online, you know, through your own presence on social media, by being a neighbor, uh, the one you live next to or across the street, you know, when sports resumes and your kids are, you know, you standing next to the parents or your kids are playing hockey or whatever the situation is, right? We are each individually an ambassador and we need to do our own part. Otherwise, this thing doesn't work. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, The false perception is, you know, it's really up to the pastor's to preach the gospel. They're really the messengers. Yeah, yeah, I got a part to play. So maybe I'll volunteer in mm -hmm. one of the ministries and that's my my thing. That's valuable. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to demean that, right? Mm -hmm. But somehow, some way, we need to let our own lights shine yeah. in our little circles. And so in one sense, you know, um, I guess in one sense, things aren't going to change at all in terms of you still need to be a witness wherever you are. Mm -hmm. uh, that's true now. It was true eight months ago. It'll be true eight months into the future. And you are responsible, you know, to take advantage of the opportunities that God has placed in your hands. Mm -hmm. And we all are. Well, you asked me earlier, um, I think it was a leading question like where do we go from here <laughs> i'm trying to the, set you up the answer guy here's your softball yeah right and <laughs> uh and so i got us off track which i often do that's how these conversations really go uh oftentimes but very normal um but but you know i, I like where do we go in a practical sense where do we go from here mm -hmm. what what's our what's our next move well i guess if if i were to look into the future and i don't uh pretend to have this to, I, I'm not presenting this as if you know God has given me this word okay that's not what I'm saying at all um, but what I'm saying is my feeling uh, what's stirring inside of me is uh, the opportunities that we have uh, moving forward would be things 
Well, first of all, it's not going to happen overnight. I, I've said this before, but I don't think it's going to happen overnight. I think people are going to be a little bit reluctant to even go and gather in large groups. I mean, even if we could gather together, let's say 50 people, there's going to be a certain number of people that are going to be really uh, uneasy about that. And then there's sure. others that probably should be uneasy, okay? Sure. Because their immune systems are compromised for whatever reason, could be different prob uh, uh, health issues that they're dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's, it's not going to be an automatic thing. Uh, you could open this place up and 20, uh, uh, you could have uh, opportunity for 50 people to gather get together and, and only 20 show up. Right. I don't know how it's going to look, uh, how it's going to come back. I think that there's, uh, you know, if I were to look at it, I would say that it's going to happen in small, smaller groups. Now, we had a discussion earlier, we've had it before too, but um, about how we have these... Um, you know, there's so many different ways that ministries have tried to be relevant at different times. You know, right. there's there's the home church movement. That was a really big deal. We we're going to have to sell churches all over. There was uh, Yangi Cho, I think it was, in, in Korea, right? Yeah. And, and he had house churches everywhere and, you know, uh, 100,000 people worshiping uh, through these house churches. Right. And, that, that worked in their culture. Uh, and so then everybody got on the movement. We all bought the book, right? Yeah. That's, that's what, that's what <laughs> you do in ministry. This is the next ministry, phase of right? leadership. In, in ministry, everybody writes two or three Before books. Before that, it. it was the seeker-sensitive church. The seeker-sensitive church. Oh, whatever. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so there's been different ways to approach how we do what we're doing. But I think in the interim right now, uh, that's probably going to be pretty valuable. Um, churches, people meeting in smaller groups, people meeting with people that they are confident don't, you know, aren't sick or things like that. That's going to be a more comforting setting. And I've said this already. I've presented the idea that, you know, maybe we do some of the online, but we do it by watching it in, in groups of 10 or 12 or 15 or something. In Almost like homes. a home, yeah, a little watch party. Right. So you don't go to church that morning, the building. You go to someone's house. Two or three families can gather. Exactly. Watch the service together, partake of communion together. And that'll that kind of thing can phase us back into a mm -hmm. little bit more of what we were doing before. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, and there's, and I mean, there's even potential, like maybe, you know, maybe we, uh, at some point, then we have like a, a bigger celebration service once in a while, mm. you know, and that is a little less scary than, say, every week, week after week meeting together. I don't know. I don't have any desire to take down what we're doing. On the same hand, I have every desire to meet people where they're at, sure. what they can handle, what we can handle, what, you know, those kinds of things. And so, you know, that could be a part of it. I think that technology is like here to stay when it comes to ministry. Um, it's, it's role may not be this, uh, you know, uh, like dominant, all inclusive. Yeah, yeah. This dominant, but it's, it's going to be, um, it's still going to be an important part of it, and it's something that we can't just ignore or or yeah, not really. I don't think that we've really ignored it at Bible Fellowship. I think we've embraced it more than many. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, uh, we've kind of grown grown complacent with it, and we found that out just in terms of trying to put a video. So we've used video in our services for a long time, but as soon as we tried to put that video uh, and use the technology that we had to put it on YouTube. Oh man, it was, it was like, it was awful. a nightmare. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it was a nightmare all the way around. So, yeah. you know, those are things we've got to keep, we got to, uh, I said it before, I'll say it again. We, we got to keep praying for internet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, it, we need some, some miracle that bell or Shaw or somebody decides, Hey, 
let's run uh, fiber optic cable right by Bible Fellowship. If anybody Church. knows how to pull some strings, yes, that's <laughs> please help us out. Exactly. But that's true. I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces mm-hmm. to you know what cr- can create or cultivate successful methods of ministry, and we want to be true to who we are as a church. Um, we don't necessarily want to copy what these people are doing, what these right. people are doing. Most methods are completely valid. Uh, what we want to, you know, reflect on is, you know, what, how has God uniquely empowered us at Bible Fellowship to do X, Y, or Z? And, um, you know, the be, be it the people resources, our facility resources, or whatever, you know, the case may be. And I know that the, like... Really and truly, you you and I have had these conversations for a long time, and the short answer s- still is we're not really sure <laughs> what the future looks like, and so we're, we definitely need the prayer support from all of our people mm-hmm. to be seeking direction. I mean, like a very practical example would be the building that we have now was something that, if I'm not mistaken, it was a you know a, a member of our church who really pursued it Mm -hmm. it wasn't even like necessarily you or whoever Mm -hmm. the lead team was it kind of came from the ground up so to speak and and god moved Mm -hmm. he made it happen uh that may be what the next phase looks like at bible fellowship might not be your idea or my idea or the elder's idea or whoever right it god was working through all of us and we all need to be open-minded and -hmm. looking for opportunities and making the best of the resources and open doors that are in front of us. Mm-hmm. And then we just follow where mm-hmm. God leads us, mm-hmm. uh, wherever that may be. Yep. That yep. makes sense? Yeah, well, Henry Blackaby um, has spent a lifetime developing materials and and talking about experiencing God. Right. And um, that principle holds true. I mean, it's probably been 25 years since I did the first Bible Bible study that I did uh, with experiencing God, and I've done several since. And uh, the principle, I mean, if you can sum it all up, many weeks of study and everything, the principle is this, God's at work around us. Now, how do we find a way to join him in what he's doing? What he's already doing. What he's already working on, what right. he's already doing. I mean, I look at the coronavirus, it's like God is doing something through this. Uh, he, I, I'm not saying that God caused it. God allows these things because we live in a sinful, sinful, broken world. Right. But, um, but God is going to use it for his glory, right. for his purposes, for the good of his church, for the good of his people. He's going to use this. Yeah. And we just need to find out how is he working, what's he doing in that, right. in that regard. And how can we join him in, in being a part of that? And and that's what you're talking about. Like, we don't want to get stuck in a rut. Right? Absolutely. We don't want right. to get hung up on sacred cows. Yeah. We, we want to be people that remain open to whatever, wherever God would lead us. Right. Well, we, I mean, we've got a lot of uh, opportunities that have come before us by moving up to Hiawatha Lodge. Mm-hmm. And there have been challenges. I mean, you mentioned, for example, the internet, and it's kind of like, you know, we need internet somehow, some way to be a part of our ministry moving forward. And so it's kind of like either God needs to move somehow, some way to make that happen in a way we haven't been able to achieve yet, or maybe he's trying to steer us in a different direction. Could be. And we need to be open-minded, right, mm-hmm. to whatever God is up to. Uh, we want to follow, um, you know, that, that scares people, right? Especially when you talk about facilities and are we going to stay at a building, move, change it up? What are we going to do with it? And the the truth is, you know, I think the most spiritual mindset you can have with those things is whatever God wants, mm-hmm. like your will be done. Yep. Whatever it is God wants for us, even if it scares me, mm-hmm makes me uncomfortable, throws me out of my comforts. I mean, that's what God does, right? He Always. intentionally <laughs> ruffles things up and it's for our own good. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know that uh, you know, we've been we've been doing this now uh this conversation for 
almost 45, 50 minutes or whatever. Right. And the answer is still the same. Right. We don't know, we don't know. <laughs> what God is no. doing. Didn't um, answer any big secrets here. Yeah. Right. But it is important for us to keep on the lookout to see what God is doing. Mm-hmm. It's important for us to remind all of you, especially those who are members at Bible Fellowship. I assume that's most people watching mm-hmm. to pray about this to pray for direction, to pray that God would show us how we can better reach our community here in Sault Ste. Marie. Because uh, when it all boils down, that's what it's about, is people. People coming to know Christ. Yep. However that happens, however it looks, mm-hmm. the way we wanted it to, God changed our plans, doesn't matter. It's ultimately for that goal, and we're willing to sacrifice and do whatever it takes. Yep. Got to yep. keep that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, <clears throat> I think that kind of, I guess, I guess this is a good place to wrap it up. Sure. I, I don't know, again, like you said, I don't know if we came up with any concrete, conclusive answers. Uh, hopefully this gives you, I, I guess what I hope is, is that this conversation inspires you to think and to pray, pray for your church, pray for ideas. Mm-hmm. Pray for opportunities, people that are around you. Um, you know, just just pray that God uh, uses this in in miraculous ways. I, I pray that He surprises us. He always seems to do that. Mm-hmm. But I, I really I'm looking forward to that surprise and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just need to to continue to be a people of prayer and uh, and also a people of action. Your neighbor's sitting over there. I don't know if you've called them. I don't know if you've talked to them. Uh, you know, you can call them. You can shout over the fence. I don't know sure. what the rules are. Go, go drop something <laughs> you off. Know. Yeah. If you they're can, okay with it. Yeah, if they're okay with that. But, you know, you can you can make contact. Make contact uh, through whatever means you need to. Find out where they're at. Find out what they're struggling with. And figure out a way to meet that need in a... COVID-19 era mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know we 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 should be of all people the most creative and inventive when it comes to how to connect with others absolutely and uh, well we should we should have the ultimate motivation yes to do so yes exactly so thanks for tuning in I um, hope that it's an encouragement to you and until next week stay safe be blessed 